The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adherent of the Mechanicum, or a brave mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find a home here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. There we go. Yeah, so if you look at the cores, the emeralds, um, there's, I think, six or eight stratagems default there that mm-hmm. anybody can play. And so it's an optional rule set in ZM. Uh, and basically they say, hey, if you're bringing 1,000 points, each player should probably get three, uh, they call them SP. I can't remember what the SP is, stratagem probably. points, I guess. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, and then, so you get to use those at the beginning of the game. It's in addition to the army list that you create. And, uh, you know, some of them are based on whether you're the attacker or defender, or they can be taken by both. Gotcha. For those of us, for those of you joining us, we're talking about these cool Zone Mortalis Stratagem cards by, looks like, Australia's Ultima, which is available through the Game Crafter, if I remember right. I That's picked, correct. I just got my set in the mail today, so we've been... Oh, so these aren't like that. GW products. These correct. are... Yep, ah, third party. all right. Neat. So this is just a dude that, um, he's based out of Australia, and he just made nice-looking cards to represent all the stratagems, because a lot of people don't play with the stratagems. So it's an easy way to say, okay, I've got three stratagem points to use. Um, I'm going to pick this card that gives me one, and might be like a piece of war gear that you get to randomly put onto a unit, and this other stratagem might be two stratagem points, which gives me some sort of unique tactic that I can use in the game either once or multiple times. Yeah. So it's a way it's a way to kind of diversify the game. It's an optional rule set. Um, I haven't actually played with them, but I plan on starting to uh, with these. Yeah, same here. They add a nice little extra depth to the game. So really real cool. quick, I just want to add, I think that guy is the guy who does, um, he does like the, uh, it's like a wiki site. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a wiki site where you can put your army up on and, uh, put like all the lore for your army and everything like that. And they do like global campaigns. And it's also the guy who we got our dog tags from. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Oz 30k oh, folks. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I know he's been on eye of Horus before. <laughs> yeah, but he's an awesome member of the community. He's the one who got me started on the idea of using tags and special little extras like that. And uh, then he started doing the good gods, Steven. That's why we pushed you got it a off. microphone, bro. It's true, I do. Priced on a crutch. <laughs> I, I thought I had hit the, the mute button on it, because I was moving some stuff around. Evidently, did I did it. not. He hit the amplify button. <laughs> amplify yeah. cough by 200%. <laughs> yeah, this is how my voice is going to sound, but you'll be able to hear my coughs really loudly. <laughs> anyway, what, what the hell were we talking about? We're talking about what these badass cards do. What did they do? Basically, they're just aesthetics, right? You can find these things in the books already. Yeah, yeah. They're just way more handy, and you can hand them to players, and players know exactly what they have at their disposal, right? Right. So what I'm planning on doing for for my local ZM and then for the Nova, right? So there's like six or seven of these that are different units that are um, units that you can take in ZM, right? So an example, one that um, I'm going to use, it's called Voidsman Gang, 
right? It's worth one stratagem point. It can be used by a defender. It basically gives you six voidsmen with basically looks like a um, inducted levy squad from the militia kind of stat line. And you get six of them that either have a close combat weapon, shotgun, laser rifle, or whatever. And they all have void hardened armor. So this is, if you did up the models for them, you can, if you're running an event or you just have a local ZM club like we do up in Maryland, you could just have this card hanging there with six dudes. And as you guys are picking your stratagems, the defender can be like, I want my six voidsmen. That's just six kind of shit birds that they get to add to their force. Um, so it gives you some options to, to model up some unique stuff. Um, or you can stick with the easy ones, which are just tactics, you know, that either let you outflank um, or, you know, do some weird um, deployment stuff that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Gotcha. So some of them actually are like really cool units, like uh, turrets and that kind of shit, right? Like sentry turrets that are automated turrets or whatever? Yes, so you, here, I'll go over some of the cool ones. Um, there's a Murder Servitor Autoclade, which is three <laughs> Murder Servitors that you can take control of, and they have a fail-safe mode. Tell you me can, that they look like crows, because it's like a murder of crows, or are they just uh, like murder bots? Well, it's whatever you want. They're, they're Mechanicum. I was thinking about using getting just a set of like 10 of the Tech Thralls and doing um, you know the Rending Chainswords with those, because I just get a close combat weapon that's Rending. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. But, you could also, I mean, you could, whatever you feel like doing. I was thinking about doing some Necromunda guys for the um, for the Void Gang. And then there's other ones. There's a Devastation Drone, which is basically kind of like a Demolition Drone. Um, spearhead Sentry Guns, which are the regular Sentry Guns that you could use in a normal game. One called a Fire Wasp, which is like a Servitor with a Flamer that gets things like Fearless and Scout um, that is just meant to, like, clear terrain, right? These things are really low wounds, really, you know, I mean, they're going to die pretty quickly, but in the right circumstances in ZM, you know, having this drone that's got a flamer might be enough to make someone think twice. Yeah, Yeah, plus it just adds flavor. Yeah. They're not game-breaking by any stretch of the imagination, but they definitely are fun little tactics, little stratagems. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, pretty much it for the cards. You get... um, you know, what I'm thinking about doing for Nova, since I'm running the ZM there, is probably having two or three sets of each of the units available. So these cards will be sitting on a table. All the different units will be sitting on a table. And then players, when they start their game, they can, you know, they're going to get three stratagem points for each game. Um, and they can pick and choose what they want. And when they're gone, they're gone. Or, obviously, people are welcome to bring their own stratagems. So if they built their own turrets or uh, brought their own murder clade, and they could play those throughout the games. So it's, it's a cool thing to add some flavor. Yeah, definitely. So what else? Yeah, is- man, I, I definitely love the concept of it. I'm really appreciative that that guy has uh, done so much creative work with the community like that. Yeah, I will throw a disclaimer out there. So uh, I got these cards just like a couple days ago. Then Jesse got his, I think, today or yesterday. Um, I went back on the site when somebody asked for the link, and apparently he's halted uh, printing of the cards at least temporarily. It just says the cards aren't available for sale at this time. So I don't know oh. if that means he's updating the cards uh, or he's stopped selling them. I'm hopefully, hopefully it's just like an update um, and they'll be back on sale. But I hope not an update. I just got these bad boys. Well, these these will be <laughs> fine. They're oh, yeah, definitely. Good enough for government work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got the last two, apparently. 
Very cool. So uh, what else do we have, though? What happened this week? I think there was like a little event in, um, like what, in Chicago? Is that where it is? There was an Adepticon. I think, is it Adepticon? I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Adepticon. Something Adeptcon. Adeptcon 2018. Little known thing. I I mean, I didn't get to go. I, I couldn't get an invite. Yeah, I hear it's like really elite. Yeah, only the um, only the best gamers are allowed to uh, to go. Uh, yeah, sellers of swag. Whenever yeah. David gets on, we'll go into uh, more about that. But uh, Adepticon was this week. We didn't get to go. We got to live vicariously through uh, Robbie, who did get to go. And then uh, guys, at, like uh, what is it? The iPorus podcast. Those guys ended up coming to America to go to it. So that was cool. Yeah. And uh, RFI, of course, was. Representing there hard, you know what I mean. The Swede, there are quite a few Swedes there, so the Swedes showed up in in numbers. Oh so yeah, some variety and Harrisy showed up. For, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie the Swede showed up. Yeah, all around, man. I mean, we got to get on it. Fucking next yep. year, maybe Needs next year. Remembered such retreat, 2019 at Adepticon. I can afford two occasions a year. Hold on to your butts. This week, then. I mean, since we could go to a, you know. Adepticon, what'd you guys do to uh, make up for that, I guess? I'd been working 12-hour shifts, so not much. (laughs) Sounds like a blast, man. Gotta love it. The industrial machine There's no downtime to read or anything like that. that You'll be able to afford, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Reading is discouraged in a nuclear power station. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, I've been definitely uh, getting my commutes in with the audiobooks been listening for the first time actually uh, unremember uh, unremembered empire which has been actually a fun listen yeah man i thought what how far into it are you i've got like two hours left it's it's pretty much oh okay so you got past the whole ambush part where gilliman's in his robes yeah and the alpha legion are like we Surprise. don't get you <laughs> yeah man yeah that was the most add book uh, I mean, it was an okay book, but that thing was all over the place. Oh, yeah. It, wasn't it? Was it? it was like, damn, I feel like there's so many plot lines going on in one single book. I mean, yeah, what, but I think that's five what Primarchs in that book? Yeah, I think, I think that's the point of Unremembered Empire's storyline, though, is to wrap up and bring in a bunch of stories, though. So, I mean, I, I get it, but it, it's it's like, like what do you, not jo- do you have John Grammaticus in there? Yes, you do. Yes. It was fun. Yeah, I know. Exactly. See, it's like it's, there's just so many characters in there that they're throwing in there. You know what I mean? Anytime John shows up, you know it's going to be a shit show. And then <laughs> it just went like power eleven, uh, power level eleven between. And then Conrad was in there acting like an asshole. Yep. Crazy. Uh, Wait, when is Conrad not acting like an asshole though? <laughs> oh yeah, that whole sure. part where he like forces the drop pod. Jesse, what'd you think of that? Where the Dark Angels already had. A drop assault force ready to oh. go and take out <laughs> Gilman. Like, oh, this is super awkward. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Everybody handled it very well, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Gilman's like, "What the fuck was that, dude?" <laughs> Lion's like, "You know, crazy shit's going on. Of course, I'm going to be cocked, ready, loaded, ready and loaded to go." <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Oh, um. Yeah, I get Curves it. Curves right? might have been running around loose in my ship. It's, it's not the lion's most uh, proud moment, I will say. It's when no. you learn that the lion has trust issues. <laughs> Just a few. That's a really kind way of putting it. I mean, 
Where but let's be real, somewhere? right? Let's be real. Were I in the same situation, I'd have done the exact same thing. Yeah. He didn't know what he was getting into. He just knew the world around him was burning. So I get it, man. Plus, like I read on the internet somewhere, someone mentioned, if you've been ripping demon throats out with your baby teeth on a forest world since you were a child, you're probably going to have a few trust issues. Yeah, probably a couple. <laughs> just a bit. Just a tiny <laughs> bit. Everything's mostly okay. It's just... Still good. Yeah. Still good. But yeah, um, see, there was Gilliman, the lion, Vulcan, Kurz. Alex. Yep. He's not a Primark. Yeah, Paul. Well, <laughs> to Jared, he is. <laughs> I mean, he is as bulky as one from the book, they say. Yeah, what about the fact? How do you like that little nod that um, the hand he loses is crimson? Oh, yeah. Did you like that oh. little nod towards the crimson oh. fist? Loser me actually didn't put those two together, but yeah. Yeah, right. man, as soon as That's I read it, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, why? Why you gotta, like, hit it right on the nose, man? It's crimson. Actually, I don't think they exa- explicitly because say there's crimson. there's no better but... literary device than whatever. No, no, they do say it's, it's a, his fist looked crimson as it was healing. <laughs> this was a Dan Abnett book, too, if I remember right. Um, I don't know. You know what? I have it on my bookshelf. I can look I'm right now. Pretty sure it's Dan Abnett who wrote this one. Uh, Unremembered Empire is Dan Abnett. Yeah. Oh, really, Steven? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it, look, I'm here to help. But yeah, it's been an entertaining. Expertise. It's been an entertaining listen for sure. Very cool, man. Um, so who? What else we got? Jared, what have you been up to this week in the hobby? Anything? Working on a dare a day. I've got it like sixty percent done. Actually, what kind of uh, loadout you going with it? As cannons. Yeah. The missile launcher, but last cannons. Just are you going to get the uh, the heavy missile launcher when it comes out? That was leaked at the uh, open day. I guess those are going to be anti-air missiles. Pretty awesome. Yeah. To be uh, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of that model of those heavy missiles. They look too 21st century to me. They look like they'd be strapped under an F-15. I get it. I get it. I not, understand. Not sci-fi enough for me. You'll change your tune when they're hitting you with giant... Uh, yeah, you'll be like, holy shit, whatever. those are awesome. Right? Yeah. It's all fun and games until the Deo starts shooting Kraken penetrators at you. Like, nice. Um, so, you know. Jared, what, what else? Do you have anything else going then? Just working towards the Nova lists and trying to get all that put together. And Yeah, later, actually, we're going to be going over a section with Jared, um, a new section that Jared's going to be taking lead on. Uh, what's it called again, Jared? Which one are you talking? The the, talking uh, about the one or the uh, the list building with theme. Uh, um, Good name. We'll come back to that name. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he's also got another section that'll be coming on like um, called uh, sportsmanship and uh, what else was it? We came up with it. We were like, that's a good name. Spirit of the game. Sportsmanship and spirit of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go over that. Hoping to get David on. I don't know if David said he was going to be on tonight or not, but uh, if he gets on, definitely we're going to have him with you there. Uh, Let's let's move on. He's not. Okay, so we're going to hold sportsmanship and spirit of the game till another day then. We'll definitely go over some um, themed list, like list building to theme. Um, (laughs) Ryan, let's get into you, man. What have you been up to this week? We're talking about the stratagems. What else you got going on? Yeah, um, you know, I've been working on this uh, Atropos, which I forgot how long it takes to paint a knight. Um, that's pretty much been it. I've been, slot, you know, pushing through all these um, 
panels, all the highlighting. I'm about 85% done. I'm actually just, I have the weapon arms to do, and then I got to clean it up. Um, so I'm excited to have that done. And then I'm doing a lot of planning. I'm coming into the time of year where I have to actually plan ahead for Nova, getting these uh, ZM boards all set up and kind of planning purchases and all that jazz, and then figuring out what, if any, armies I can work on uh, before then. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, if you're hosting an event, it is the time to start planning is now because times, I mean, it, that it comes up quick. And yeah, if you're not does. hosting and you're just trying to put an army together, you better be working on it now because you don't yeah. want to be that guy who's last minute two weeks before Nova trying to crank out the rest of your 2,000-point army. You know what I mean? That's never happened to anybody. Nobody <laughs> in this chat for yeah. sure. Not I, I feel like we've all been there. I mean, thankfully, my armies themselves, like I could roll with any of the armies I have. For any of the events I'm playing, everything that I add onto it between now and then is all gravy. But, you know, you always want to add some next stuff or add some stuff to it. And then, obviously, I've got what I need to get ready for my strike team. i got to get some work bearers ready for that. So Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, Richmond, actually, we're going to be hosting a game day here to get everybody's feet wet for the whole strike team rules and everything like that. So it'll be fun. Um, but, yeah, very cool stuff, Ryan. Steven, what, what have you been working on this uh, this week? Uh, well, I actually uh, just kind of been plinking away at the Night Lords. Um, I've actually been getting a lot of gaming in this week. It's been pretty cool. Um, I played uh, over the last weekend. I played in the uh, the event that we had, and the most significant thing that happened this week was I uh, Austin and I finished up our three game grudge match series of Space Wolves versus Wordbearers uh, to settle the age-old question between us of who has the best Legion and who can now, is this a 20mm scale or Battlefleet Gothic? This is uh, it's a heresy game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, it's, it was a series of three Centurion matches, uh, so you know I brought a bunch of Dreadnoughts. And I won our first one pretty handily. Uh, the second one, he beat me pretty handily. And our third one, we finally we added the um, the final stakes to it, which were the loser would not only owe the winner a drink, as is only gentlemanly, uh, but they would also have to write a post on the Richmond 30K Facebook page uh, extolling the virtues of the winner's legion, uh, which, yeah, is the, so. which is why I had to write that big giant post on the on the page about why Space Wolves are the best legion. It was very uh, inspiring. Yeah. Someone actually yeah. thought, uh, Joe Leamy actually thought that I was starting a space wolf for me. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Which is just salt in the wound. It's, <laughs> if, it was so well written and put together and like so complimentary towards space wolves. Like if you were a new player coming into the meta and you're like, what legion should I play? Just be like, read Steven's post, man. You'll love space wolves now. Yeah. So I, I'm getting the feeling that you don't really think space, uh, space wolves are the best legion. Uh, well, you know, I would I would give you my true opinion on the wolves of Fenris, except for the third uh, condition of our agreement, which was the loser forfeits all right and privilege to trash talk the winner's legion in anything other than like a public face to face setting for a whole year. Ooh. Man, you really Whoa. you really messed up, man. I did not really mess up. Uh, I only lost that game by one point. So tell us about this game. So we were running some. Uh, we were the whole series was being run out of book seven. Uh, most of the burning of Prospero missions, and the last one that we did, 
was, I think it's called Apex Predator, where nominally you're supposed to have two Primarchs in the middle fighting it out while the two armies deploy on the short edges. Uh, we don't have our Primarchs. Well, we didn't have our Primarchs with us. So we elected to put our Praetors in the middle with both armies deployed on the sides and uh, marching towards the center. It started off really well. I got the charge off. Uh, I did two wounds to his Praetor. I suffered one from Perils of the Warp, as is only just. And, oh boy, Aetherune armor is a bitch. He just outlasted me by one turn. I uh, killed my Warlord, got first blood, and then spent the rest of the match uh, retreating his Warlord away from my army, because whoever lost their Warlord first stood a very real chance of getting... Uh, or rather, whoever killed the enemy Warlord first stood a very real chance of getting swept up in a hail of Bolter and Plasma Fire coming from the other advancing army. Uh, this particular mission was whoever won... or rather, whoever killed the opponent's Warlord won. So if at some point, you know, you don't... You kill the other guy, but you don't die, then you win. Doesn't matter other victory points. Uh, it took me four turns to hunt down and take that last wound off of his Praetor, uh, but I did it. So it came down to attrition. We'd both killed seven units. We'd both killed the other uh, person's Warlord. So the tiebreaker was first blood, which he got by killing my Praetor early on in the game. Wow. And... uh that was it. But it was a really, really close game. We both had just like fragments of our armies left <laughs> by the last turn. Sounds I pretty good. He had uh, four Grey Slayers and like three Death Sworn left, and I had a Dreadnought and a handful of Tacticals. But in the end, it came down to that uh, that first blood. And what I, was that's the point did value? It. Um, it was 2,500 Centurion. Okay. So uh, there, were, there were definitely some mistakes that I made where I saw blood in the water and charged into assault that I thought I could clear, uh, but could not. Um, so that was unfortunate. Man, that's too bad. Sounds great, though, dude. Uh, very super cool. Fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and unfortunately, now I just have to wait a year before I can reclaim my honor. You say that like you had honor to begin with. Yeah, uh, right, traitor. A little bit of honor. That's rude. Am I in a room full of loyalists? Yeah, I am. Everyone except Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Oh, fuck you, Steven. <laughs> Uh, well, very cool, game. man. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, the whole year thing, is that, like, going to be a um, constant thing you guys do every year? You're going to do, like, championship battles? I mean, I think I we think should. So, it's not a bad idea. I think so, especially as the the um, the prizes for it, or rather the stakes, are so personal. Because you know how much I love trash-talking Space Wolves, and now I can't. I can't do that for a whole year. It's like... We will hold you to that. Yeah, too, it's crazy because you can't say things like, oh, Space Wolves are garbage and they're the worst Legion and they're just a bunch of lap dogs and, you know, yep. any of these examples, you can't do it. I know. Yep. So it's, it's, I, I, I'll be preparing, I'll be planning, I will be watching and waiting so that when the year is up, we can have our, our, our next grudge match series and I will win this time and this time I will get a fancy Facebook post or whatever. <laughs> Uh, social media we're using in 2019. I feel like this is going to be like that that montage from Rocky. Was it Rocky 2 where it's him and the Russian and like Steven is going to be like Rocky like carrying lumber around in the woods and the snow and that kind of stuff and Austin's going to be like using technology to make his legion better. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, something like that. But I think um, with it being such a personal, like, fun thing between two gamers, it, it's definitely going to be a thing that we do next year and probably every year after that until one of us inevitably dies. Well, it sounds like someone in Richmond needs to challenge the Space Wolves because obviously the War Bearers couldn't do it. There has to be another Legion out there that's worthy. If only there was some other Legion that had some sort of grudge against the Space Wolves. <laughs> I know, like... <laughs> I mean, I, I heard tale of, like, this sort of thing where it's, like, dark angels and, like, wolves, where every time they meet, they have to challenge. Something. I don't know if it's true. I heard a rumor somewhere. I don't know. That was also a cool scene in Unremembered Empire. <laughs> yeah, how Russ is like, I nominate myself, fuckboy. Let's go. That was or no, it wasn't there. Russ. It was, oh, no, it was, it was the, the fucking lion. Blood brooder. The yeah. lion. Yeah. <laughs> The lion's like, I nominate myself as champion, and the wolf's like, uh, okay. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Smack. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Van Fear just gets sent sprawling back. I love how honorable he is. He's like, yep, honor's been met, so uh, we're good. We're good here. <laughs> yeah, man. The Space Wolves are such a great legion. I love them. Aren't they, Steven? They are. Aren't They're the they? best. Do you have to actually continually like throw that p- propaganda out there? Yeah, do you I have to talk? give us fake news, Stephen? <laughs> it's it, it, at least you know that it's not sincere. Like that's 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 my only joy in life now is just finding ways to undermine the Legion. Yep. Kind of curious to see what a Tyrannic Greatsword would do to that guy. It's that AP three that sucks though, but that instant death is so sweet. Well, the the real thing with um. With Space Wolf Praetors, I learned, is that Runic is adding an extra wound is is crazy. Yeah, I don't really give a shit with an instant death weapon though. <laughs> yeah, well I mean good luck getting through the <laughs> good luck getting through the two up. I got five attacks with my digital lasers. Yeah, and if you get the charge off even better, right? Yeah, yeah. Be fine. Um but yeah, so let's see, what else? Uh I in secret, one night, woke up, and, like, some sort of elves had put together a Custodes army for me. What? Yeah, Custodes. it was crazy. Custodes. And, uh, what is it? I put together a shield captain. He's basic. He's got a paragon blade. Nothing else. Uh, I'm just gonna roll him with the cyber familiar, so he's got at least a three-up, right? But I'm not gonna do a re-rollable, because I like having friends, Because you're, you're self-regulating <laughs> on a uh, gentleman. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, then I got um, him with four header and guard, and I did some custom kit bashing on their Paragon Blades. Uh, what was it? I used the um, Stormcast Eternals. They're swords. I used the, the the sword part and turned the sword into a spear. So uh, they look pretty cool, man. I like them. Nice. And uh, I used the Warden's kit for those. So they have, like, the capes and stuff like that, or what are they, tabards? I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so the Hedron Guard are cool, and then I've got two squads of regular uh, <coughs> guards, Stephen, with your coughs. Uh, i got two squads of uh, regular guards, and each of them have a banner, and then I ended up getting a Coronas Grav Carrier from, uh, what is it, uh, Black Label Painting, David Sampson? Yeah. Yeah, he was clearing out some extra custode stuff he had, and I picked up his uh, one of his Grav Carriers. Oh, cool. And then... Uh, yeah, so that's the transport. I'll put the the header and guard and the 
shield captain in. I figure that's a good way to soften them up even more, I guess, because, you know, they're then going to have to weather a turn of shooting before they can assault. I don't know. I just, but I still wanted them in some sort of transport, and I've never had any custode tanks before, so I bought that up. And then, uh, Jesse, you told me, like, hey, I got this, what is it, the... uh, Caladeus, Caladeus... Tank, yeah, the Calatus Rav tank. You're like, I got this sitting around, and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll buy it. Sure, yeah. So um, <laughs> I picked that up now too. And this is a tank I never thought I'd have. I just, I didn't really feel custodes to me. But I mean, as I'm building it, it clearly looks the the theme and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I think that was actually that came out before the uh, Coronas Grav carrier did. It did. Yeah, it was like one of their Wave One releases. Yep. But yeah, um, I will say, for these custode tanks, there's a lot of mold slips and a lot of gaps in the grav carrier, for example, where the top connects to the bottom. Uh, huge gaps. We're talking like yeah. probably two millimeters. And that's after bending and all this stuff. It's just there's shrinkage in there, and it's just not um, amazing. But, you know, with a couple of uh, some green stuff, it's not a problem. You've got problems with shrinkage. Yeah, huge problem. It's real. It's a real problem. Shrinkage is real. Huge I've problem. I've seen it. Huge. Hundreds of custodians suffer from shrinkage day. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to painting these guys. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do like their accent color. I'll probably do black because I like black, and it's easy to do. Um, yeah, that's all I've been doing, guys. Good Yay. Deal. All right, what else do we have, though? Oh, also, I've been painting Jesse's Knights. That, too. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> House Viridian will walk in the big lamb at Nova. For sure. Yeah, definitely. And they'll probably walk by the time um, Ariana Forge Battle 2 happens. Even better. Looking forward to it. It looks so cool. Yeah. So what do we got then today? Um, we're going to do characters, Stephen and I. And of course, obviously, we've got a small crew today, so everybody's going to be pitching in. We're going to be talking about our sergeant advancement table in more detail, and we're going to be talking about our Dreadnought advancement table in detail. Ooh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Looking to yeah, see that. Dreadnoughts are pretty cool. Uh, we like things to be random, but still, you know, you can you can do some stuff. Uh, in fact, Steven, you want to just get into it? Yeah, sure. You want to do sergeants or first off? First? We're going to do we're going to do the character stuff. We'll, we'll knock that out first. Uh, we're already 30 minutes into the cast, so we'll spend about 30 minutes on this, and the last 30 minutes will be with Jared, where we're talking about sportsmanship and spirit of the game. Or actually, we'll do theme list. That's right. We're going to save sportsmanship and spirit of the game for when David's on. But And then we'll do uh, wrap-ups and then uh, trivia and plugs. Yeah. Cool deal. All right, so let's get into this, Stephen. Uh, we put together, and by we, I mean you made the rules. I came up with the idea. After you told it to me, I stole it. So I came up with the idea. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, man. I'm going to pull it up real quick, so give me a second. If you've already got it pulled up, go ahead and get right into it. Uh, well, I've got the Dreadnought document pulled up, because uh, that's, my, that's my baby. Yeah, um, let's go into that one, because that one was excellent the uh, way it was right out of the gate, man. It was a lot of fun to look at. All right, so as everyone knows, I have a deep, abiding love of Dreadnoughts. And... Um, sorry, I had to mute for a second to just cough my lung up. Um, and it has always kind of bothered me that even in like narrative games, there's not a whole lot of accommodations for having an army led by a dreadnought character, even though there are precedents for dreadnoughts leading war bands um, or shattered legion groups, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, we thought it would be cool 
uh, especially given the kind of RPG-ish nature of the D43 character progression. We're a bunch of nerds. It's true, we are. Uh, that if your beloved D43 special snowflake falls in battle, he can continue to be a special snowflake, just in a bigger body. Uh, I.e. that even in death. Uh, Steven, so can you go ahead and send me that uh, link real quick for the uh, thing? Oh, God! Okay, here we go. Um, there next. It should be sitting in your Facebook chat right now, actually. Uh, okay. Copy link. Um, so what it is, is in the event that your character dies, uh, and assuming there's enough biomass left of him to put in a box, he gets to become a dreadnought. Um, now, we have a table to roll on as far as what kind of dreadnought he becomes. You know, he could be a, a legion dread walking around in a good old castroferum. He could be fancy and get a contemptor, or he could be a big damn hero and get a leviathan, uh, all based on uh, what you roll on the table. Now, naturally, because custodians also have dreadnoughts, uh, if you have a custodian character that dies somehow, uh, then he can also become a dreadnought and be impressive. Uh, because we didn't want to just kind of make your character, boop, he's a dreadnought now and he has the same name. Uh, we made a couple of tables for him to roll on based on how many advancements he has on the character progression table. So for every two that he has, he gets to roll once on a dreadnought table. And I got a couple of different ones here. Um, there's one that's based around mostly war gear, one that's based around like being... Uh, a buff for like other parts of your army as far as morale goes. Uh, there's one that just kind of focuses directly on the Dreadnought and his ability in close combat. And then there's one that allows you to use the Dreadnought as an HQ choice to actually lead your army. And then when he's the Warlord, he gets bonuses based on what advancements he has. Uh, additionally, I thought, because we put consoles in Dreadnoughts all the time, or at least in theory. So if you do put a console in a Dreadnought and you have modeled the Dreadnought appropriately, then that Dreadnought now gets a benefit based on what kind of console it was. For example, uh, a Chaplain Dreadnought. Uh, all friendly units within six inches of the Dreadnought gain hatred. So if you're running units nearby the Dreadnought and they get into combat, it's just like having a chaplain in your squad with the um, obvious example or the obvious exception of having fearless, um, but stuff like that. So, so like to me, the, the balance here is the fact that it's still a dreadnought, right? There's still right. three whole points with, I mean, if you get a caster ferrum, no invul, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's definitely a balance here with these AOE buffs that we're, you know, giving, but uh, yeah. What does the Legion champion get? Uh, he gets to be a dreadnought. Yeah, I love that. It's like, isn't it being isn't being a dreadnought cool enough? Yeah, uh, the Legion dreadnought and uh, the or not the Legion dreadnought, the Legion champion and the Primus Medicae are the only consoles that uh, do not get a benefit for being interred in a dreadnought. Uh, because really, you can't make the Legion champion any worse. So he just by being a dreadnought, he's already way better than he was before. And what's a Primus <laughs> Medicae supposed to do in a dreadnought? Yeah, yeah. What is well, going to do? Just <laughs> this may sting you know what, might, a little bit. I'll I'll put it in that uh, the Primus Medicae dreadnought gets a two up feel no pain. A two up, Jesus Christ! Holy yeah, shit. but the I love the fact that it's feel no pain, so he's not gonna be able to use it. That's right. <laughs> he's he's super impressive at blocking out wounds. Too bad he doesn't take wounds. <laughs> God, very cool uh, stuff. There, there are a few ways to uh, to upgrade the dreadnoughts based on mostly by rolling on the um, the war gear table. Uh, 
Like the one that came off right off the bat was Adamantic Reinforcement, where any Dreadnought that doesn't have a save gets a six-up save. Any Dreadnought that already has one increases it by one uh, to a limit of three. So the Leviathan Dreadnought just becomes Fear Me, and the uh, Contemptor Dreadnoughts get a little tougher. And the six-up or in the Castroferum gets the um, well, what do I always say about six ups? It's not a real save. It's a it's a formality. Yeah, until you do make that six up that one time, and you're like, oh, I, right. Everyone's like, everyone's like, ah, six up aren't a save until your contemptor dreadnought like saves three melta bombs on it, and you're like, oh, all right, I guess I'll just stay here in combat. What else we got then? Um, uh, let's see, something else off of uh, Dark Age Relic Table, which is the war gear stuff. Uh, Ferromantic Defense. The dreadnought is immune to lance, melta, and haywire. So a lot of this stuff, which I really like, is, like, you already see a precedent for it in other stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Ferromantic Defense, I think, is from Straight Cassius Draco? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just I just yanked it off of him and said I was original. <laughs> yeah, but I love <laughs> because no we're, that we're staying grounded, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're just being like, hey, this guy, uh, he can only be killed if the controlling player wishes that he be killed. <laughs> <laughs> If the Dreadnought um, dies, he gets interred into a larger Dreadnought. Yeah, he becomes a dead. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> if the Dreadnought dies, the Dreadnought is put into a stasis casket and interred inside of a Titan. Yeah, <laughs> makes if sense. If the Titan sure. dies, he is now a Battlefleet Gothic ship. Yeah, he becomes a cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, Exemplar of the Legion was one I thought was pretty cool, uh, which kind of mixes... Yeah, these are, like, really cool. Buffs. Like, you, you'd imagine, like, um, like Telemachus would be an exemplar, and he's an exemplar of his legion, right? Uh, well, I actually took the idea from uh, Dawn of War. Uh, in, the, in Dawn of War 2, when the Space Marines get a Dreadnought, and it's, like, in combat doing stuff, all the other Space Marine units get bonuses, because they're inspired by watching the Dreadnought kill shit. <laughs> it's true. It's pretty badass. And uh, so, like, loved yeah. by all, everyone who draws line of sight to the Dreadnought gains stubborn, the opposite being feared by all. The enemy, or the Dreadnought gains fear to use against the enemy, and the enemy units locked in combat with the Dreadnought must reroll successful morale checks. Very cool. And the fact, I think, it is pretty balanced in the fact that you're going to need at least two character advancements before you can get even one of these. Yeah. And it is like a so. random table, right? It's You're rolling a D6 to get these. It's not selecting... That's the idea, right? Yeah. So there's still we still love that that element of randomness to it. Yeah, we here at uh, Remembrance Retreat really, really take after the old Chaos Codex where nothing makes sense and it's all just random table. Because it's perfect. That's how you get the best, like, oh, what? This guy's pretty cool, actually, just by accidentally... Or you get terrible results, like Jesse, when he's like, all right, I'll I'll roll, and I wasted an advancement on weapon (laughs) skill. Okay, let me roll again. This time I'll do it randomly, and oops, I wasted an advancement on weapon skill again. It was the exact same result twice. The first time was me picking the table. The second time was random. It was great. Yeah, that's what I love about those random tables. But uh, go on, Stephen. I don't want to keep interrupting, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, I mean, it's sure. I'll, I'll talk about dreadnoughts all day. Interrupting, no, no, no. interrupting, you, interrupting you is a lot that's of fun, great. Stephen. So keep talking, <laughs> and I'll just try to interrupt as much as I can. All righty. Um, so Unstoppable Juggernaut was a table that I made with the uh, intention of just making the dreadnought an Unstoppable Juggernaut. Uh, so he gets stuff like Rampage, uh, Rage, Enmity. This was a fun one. Uh, Dreadnought gains preferred enemy against the army that killed him. 
So, like, if he was a console running around just doing stuff and some Iron Warrior drops an artillery on him, well, guess what? As a Dreadnought, he hates the Iron Warriors. I like that. I love that, dude. That's super good. Yeah. Because um, it encourages grudge matches then, right? Yeah. If you've got this guy who is an unstoppable juggernaut and he's, you know, got he's also got, I don't want to say, like, the console parts or whatever, you know. Um, but if he's already hating an army, you're like, I really want to fight this army again because I'm already an advantage of it just by having this unit in here. Yeah. Uh, Wall of Adamantium. Dreadnought gains an additional D6 Hammer of Wrath attacks in addition to what he already had. Oh, man. So, like, Can you imagine a, a Telamon with that? That's yeah, so the, the Telamon already gets D6. Two D6 Hammer <laughs> of Wraths. And he hits at, what, strength nine? <laughs> yeah. The fucking so just Telamon. Telamon. Just walking on people. Like, stomping on them like grapes. Wow. Yeah. Um, War Sage, named after Malcarion the War Sage. My favorite. Who's Dreadnought. that? Oh, is he? Uh, okay. He, He's the uh, the Night Lord's dreadnought that is in the forty first millennium. Not insane. Oh, is he from the Heresy and he's still sane? Mm-hmm. That's well, because impressive. they actually keep Malcarion like in stasis as opposed to just leaving him chained to the wall for ten thousand. So he's got a little bit more of his faculties than uh than most. Sure. Yeah, he's not just rotting away there. I got gotcha. you. That makes sense. Okay. So the War Sage table is based on, uh, like I said, if you bring your Dreadnought as an HQ, he gets additional benefits. Although, currently, uh, just by rolling on the table, you get a bonus for them. Uh, but if they're the, the Warlord, then they get an additional bonus. So like a coordinated advance, the Dreadnought counts as having a Nuncio Vox. Additionally, any detachment in which the Dreadnought is the Warlord, reserves may be re-rolled, whether they are successful or not. So that's kind of cool, I thought, was um, use the Dreadnought as like a... A, uh, a line of sight, line of sight spotter for artillery or for yeah, definitely. And um, uh, encourage being able to re-roll on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which you know may, uh, is good for Ultramarines players, White Scar players, um, people that already excel at like keeping their reserves where they want them when they want them. Uh, where is one? Uh, anchor the line. The dreadnought gains one additional point. Additionally, any army in which the dreadnought is the warlord. D3 infantry units gain outflank, so kind of borrowing a little bit uh, from uh, Head of the Gorgon, where Iron Hands are just stubborn. They just hang in there, yeah, hold yeah. the objectives, and then here comes everything else. So that was fun to do, and these were these were a lot yeah. of fun to write. Uh, I I wrote them on the on the job one day driving back from uh, DC. Although I should say I wasn't driving while you were driving. You were like, yeah. I'm going to write these rules down. <laughs> no, uh, Jolly was driving. <laughs> He was driving, and I was just sitting in the passenger seat, manning the radio and writing Dreadnought rules, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but I, what I'm really excited for to see once, once we release these to the community um, is what kind of Dreadnought conversions that we see. Because uh, like, I remember Robbie just recently got rid of two Contemptor Dreadnoughts that he did. Uh, one has like a big-ass sword. It's like a Templar Dreadnought with a sword. And the other one had, a, I think, a shield and a lance that he just stabbed people with from behind. Yeah, and they weren't like he didn't do it the easy way by taking just the um the custodes spear and shield and all that kind of stuff. Like he custom kit bashed these dudes from scratch. Like the shield yeah. was uh an extra Warhound Titan knee plate plate yeah. that he, he rigged up to look like a shield so it had the Aquila on it and everything. And uh they looked awesome, man. They certainly had a ton of character in them. And that's what like you said, I'm hoping we see stuff like that. 
Yeah, uh, we got Librarian Dreadnoughts, uh, becomes Master Level 1, Master of Signal Dreadnoughts, can call down an Orbital Bombardment. Um, who had the really cool one that I made? Uh, I think it was Mortat. Once per game, if it has not moved, the Dreadnought can fire all of its weapons twice. So if yeah. you got like a Mortat that you put in a Contemptor Mortis with two uh, carries cannons, just, oh man, don't move. Or for that matter, a Derradeo, man. If you got a Derradeo who become or a Mortat who becomes a Derradeo, that's deadly, dude. Especially like a plasma yeah, really, variant. Yeah. Really hoping sure. we can encourage some people to run some Moritats and then get them killed and put in dreadnoughts. Yeah. I do like the fact we put in the custodes. Uh, and, uh, I mean, there's not custodes players in the meta. We have one active, you know, that's um, Mike. So, yeah. And he runs Valdor. So it's not like Valdor's getting put in a contemptor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, it's there. The option's there. So if we have new custode players coming in, I don't know where they'd come from, you know? They, they I don't show know if up. we have anybody starting custodes, but they, just appear. they may like that table. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, you've also got, I see, um, Legion-specific ones, too. Yeah. Um, there are some, some consoles that we all know are exclusive to certain Legions. Um, so, like, my Legion has the Diabolist. Uh, the Dreadnought gains the Demon Rule, which isn't really a huge boost for Contemptors, um, because really it just makes their save one point better in close combat. Um, or I should say, it's not that great of a boost for Leviathans, because Leviathans already have a 4-up. Um, but it gives all Dreadnought classes fear. Uh, the uh, Castroferum Dreadnought now gains a 5-up invuln just across the board, which is nice. Um, the idea behind that was that there was a unit out of Imperial Armor 13 that I just loved with all of my heart, and it was the Ferris Infernum Dreadnought. And it was essentially a chaos equivalent of Venerable Dreadnoughts, and it could, it could get all sorts of cool stuff. Um, but one of the neatest things was it had the demon rule, uh, and sometimes when it exploded, it turned into a demon prince. <laughs> that is badass, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. The and then you also have, like, the Saboteur, which is awesome. A Dreadnought can gain Infiltrate. That's totally mm-hmm. legit. And then Priest of Fenris, he's got Adamantium Will, so that's awesome. Yep. I mean, it's just... It must have been a long drive, is all I can say, because this stuff is, like, really well done and put together, and it's all unique. And no matter what, you're going to get a buff, so long as you have the character advancement, you know what I mean? Like, if you just yeah. made the character that game, and he, he dies, dies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, also, what games. are the odds of becoming a Dreadnought? It's a D6, uh, right? Did we yeah, already cover that? A D6. On a roll uh, of a 1, you're just vaporized. There's not enough biomass left. Biomass? Or is that a Tyranid thing? Uh, I mean, it's it's biological mass. It's biomass. What do you want? Tyranids don't have a monopoly on it. Um, and then what is it? If your character is killed as a result from instant death or D then subtract one for each that applies. So if you're killed with a D weapon, as all Ds do cause instant death, I believe, right? Correct. Like you're already... You're, Technically, you're not going to... Yeah, you're, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you, try to, uh, if you try to suck start a volcano cannon, there's probably not a lef- enough left of you to put in a dreadnought. Yeah, very cool stuff, man. And uh, we'll put this document out to the community, and if you guys... I think uh, use it. You're more than welcome to, man. We'd love to see conversions and what happens with this uh, feedback. Of course, if you're like, "Hey, man, uh, this is stupid." Also, um, it's not stupid. One uh, and two <laughs> <laughs> things like um, what is it like? 
the way Richmond does it is you can waste your rolls. So if you are a wolf, a priest of Fenris, right, and you gain adamantium will, and then you roll on the table and you gain adamantium will, sorry, dude, you wasted that roll. But that's part of the randomness of it. That's just the way it is, man, yep. you know? Yep. Oh, and uh, for those of you who are thinking about putting praetors in your dreadnoughts, if your character has Master of the Legion, when he goes in the dreadnought, he keeps Master of the Legion. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So, like... Dreadnoughts that give you access to rights of war. Have fun. Wow. You know, uh, Ryan, what's your opinion on this? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm just starting to think with all these um, homebrewed characters and characters we're making for Black Library characters who don't even have their own rules yet, these cool tables and things. We need to just compile all this and make our own mini black book, the Richmond 30K black book. That's an amazing that's idea. A bad that's, idea. That's not a bad Jesse. idea. Yeah. I'll look into that, yeah. and I'll see what we can do. That's a cool idea. Man, Jesse, just with all the good ideas. Just a few. Most. Yeah, oh, that's why, that's why we pay him the big bucks, man. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Wait, Jesse gets paid? Oh, shit. You don't, Steven? Oh, that's man. right. You're the one person we don't pay. <sighs> Damn it. So it's a labor of love, I guess. Yeah. Um, Ryan. Coming from a different uh, community, what do you think of this? Uh, I think it's awesome. I think that uh, I agree it should probably all be compiled with the other rules that you guys are running. Um, but, I mean, it gives it gives your dude that you've been progressing for, you know, two or three events who happens to maybe just get splatted, unfortunately, one game. It gives you a chance to take him in a different direction, which is pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, and that's really what we're... I think that's our big push, is, like, we want people to grow attached to their characters. Like, I remember when I first started, people were, like, writing names on the bases of their characters or naming all their sergeants, and, like, you'd be like, oh, this is Sergeant fucking Briggs. He's so badass, man. He one time killed a Carnifex with a power fist, and it was just amazing, you know what I mean? And uh, stuff like that. Like, you, you know, like, that's your sergeant. You've modeled him special, and you got a name written on his base and everything, and you're like, that's my dude. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm hoping we can continue to, to build. Everybody seems to like it. Now, I know uh, you and David had concerns about new players coming in, you know, because they, they may come in and be like, whoa, what the fuck is this? You got a dreadnought that's got a ride to war? What book is that in, you know? Um, but, yeah, that's why we always post at our narrative events that we are using character advancement and... There are gonna. It is narrative, you know. So you will expect some things that are not a hundred percent balanced, but it's all fun, you know. Those new players, the more they'll play, they'll like. I mean, Jim, for example, right? Jim is a relatively new player, and now he's only played two events, and now has the best character that I've ever <laughs> faced. <laughs> so it's not going to take long for people to to advance in the system. Yeah, that uh, Ultramarines. Prater does a few things, but play games is not one of them. No, he's and not. I, and, and I love playing against Jim because I'll fight his Prater with like who I think is a badass. Like I'll send my Dark Martyr up against him, and my Dark Martyr has a, a pretty pretty good kill count. And he'll fail to kill the Prater, and I'll look up at Jim, and Jim will give me this like smile, and he'll hold up his finger and he'll wag it at me like no no no. <laughs> it's like damn you, Jim. I love it. Um. So that was even in death, right? That's going to be added to the Richmond Black Book that we're putting together. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this thing. It's a project that we're doing. Jesse's doing it. I'm taking credit for it, though, because that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> would not expect anything less. Um, 
And now we're going to go on to one that I really like. Oh, you don't really like Even in Death? No, I love, I love Even in Death, but I, I'm, I like, like this one. Oh, I see. Let me figure out if I can do this. One second. Yeah, let's watch your mic, Will. All right, so, so we have Even in Death, and on top of that, we have created... One second. Oh, jeez, I thought you had it. No. No, I have it up. Uh, the Sergeant Advancement Table, nicknamed The Road to Centurion. So this is who, who, how you build a story name? up. Who invented that title? Uh, I think it was me. Or maybe you? Was yeah, it you? It was me. I'm going to take credit for this one. That yeah. was mine. It was Jesse one night in a yeah. Centurion. A we were all eating uh, Japanese steak, and he was like, hey, what do we? What if we do a Road to Centurion? And I was like, god damn it, Jesse, more good ideas. All right. <laughs> maybe one day I'll have original content. Uh, until then, I'm just going to keep stealing people's ideas and passing them off as mine. <laughs> hey, um, for Steve Jobs. It did, didn't it? So what we've got here is, let's say you've got a hey, sergeant that you've modeled. Community. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and uh, you've got this sergeant, and you're like, man, let's. I want to make him a hero. People all the time. The reason we did this is because people were pushing it. They were asking for it. So I give the people what they want, you know? And uh, what they want is to be able to level up their reavers, sergeants, and make them more attacks. One guy well, in particular, Patrick, was like, I really want to do that. And I was like, all right, Pat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what this is, is uh, you can take a sergeant, and after every game that he survives or does something super cool, uh, like, you know, if he has a power fist and gets a penetrating hit on a contemptor, and it explodes, and he kills that contemptor with the power fist. Like, man, that deserves a promotion. Um, so we've got four tables. It's a miniature version of the one in book four, but they only apply to the sergeant squad. And specific sergeants will become specific types of um, consoles. They can take on console roles eventually if they've gotten they've gotten three promotions. They'll be able to advance to consoles, which is really cool. I think. Um, because if you've got a uh, recon sergeant who has done really well and you've been promoting him up through the system and he gets three advancements, well, he can become a vigilator now. You know? Totally fits. Um, so we'll go through the list. We've got melee, morale, advancement, and command. And these are going to be real quick. So killing blow. Uh, what is this? If they're using an unwieldy weapon, the sergeant may half their total attacks, round down, and use it at their base initiative. So, once per game. standard sergeant, yeah, once per game. So, a standard sergeant has a power fist. He can go ahead and use his killing blow and hit with one attack, uh, you know, base two, if we're talking tactical sergeants here. And he'll be able to hit with one power fist at initiative. That may be the difference between a challenge won and a challenge lost in most cases, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh, then we've got uh, No Escape, so he can direct all of his attacks against enemy of his choosing, even outside of a challenge. So if he wants to punch an apothecary, he can do that. He's going to punch that apothecary. Yeah. Uh, Whirlwind of Death, he gains D3 additional attacks the first round of combat. So melee is your standard beat stick kind of guy. If you want like a Terminator Sergeant to advance... It's probably good you go with melee. Terminator sergeants are pretty solid in combat, you know what I mean? Or fire drake even. Man, a fire drake oh, with man, melee. A fire drake with more attacks, fantastic. Yeah. 
because it's as if they weren't good enough already. Exactly. Um, then what we've got is uh, morale. So we have uh, hard-headed, so his unit gains stubborn. Uh, we are death, his unit gains fear. And exemplar, he, gla- he gains plus one leadership. So leadership that can be pretty sergeants. good. What is it? Yeah, exactly, right? In most cases, anyway. I, I don't imagine that there's uh, any sergeant who's leadership eight. Um, then we have uh, advancement, which is more like movement, I would say. Um, so that is your sergeant can get moved through cover. Uh, he and his squad can gain infiltrate, or once per game, the unit may roll 2d6 to determine their run distance, which can be pretty nice. You know, These are good if you want to have like a fast unit of reavers moving around the board. Hey man, if you've ever tried to close with militia gun crews before they wipe you off the table with ordnance, you need that extra d6. Yeah, exactly, right? So many times my iron hands, first off, they have stand and fight, so I have to roll a leadership test to even run them, right? And then I'll get like one inch, and I'm like, God dang it, you know? Or if you're breachers, minus one, and you're like, oh, I got one inch, so I guess I'm staying here. Because as I'm aware, hardened armor doesn't say to a minimum of. So yeah, you can go zero inches on a run if you're in hardened armor. Uh, Then we have uh, command, and that is uh, some good ones like your unit gains split fire for, what is it, one turn. Um... Then, what is it, quick cover? So once per game, the sergeant may go to ground without any penalties. Uh, when they get back up the following turn, they move and shoot exactly like they were not had not gone to ground the turn before. Yep. Uh, and then once per game, they can file at, or fire at full ballistic skill on Overwatch. So some pretty good ones in uh, defensive scenarios. So commander's definitely like your uh, buff sergeant. Yeah, now, again, I mean, we have a... Uh, Big ol' heavy support squad firing Overwatch on full ballistic skill makes it think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Him. I know if Jared had his uh, Volkite culverins, all ten of them, and he was advancing his sergeant and had that special rule, that'd be pretty deadly to be hit with forty Volkite shots at full ballistic skill. Yeah, I mean they're hell. They're bad enough when you're not charging them. Yeah. Um, what do we have now? So now we move on to like sometimes your sergeant does die. You know, if you're advancing them, it, it does happen sometimes. Um, so if you're killed, you roll on this table. On a one, you're dead. Just that's it. Sorry. On a two to five, you're injured, and you cannot use your advancements in the following game. Not following event, following game. Usually our events are three games. So if you happen to take it on the first game, you'll be able to use them again on the third game. You know what I mean? So... It can be bad, but hey, you're not dead at least. And then six is big damn hero, so you don't take any injuries, and you just continue on if you get that lucky six. Huzzah! Yeah. So uh, we also have the... uh, You have to have three advancements before you can use the Centurion table. Once you do this, you replace the eligible model as a centurion, and he's got to be then modeled appropriately, right? So this whole time you're using the same model. So typically, if you're going to be using a character, it's going to be a special model that you've put together. You've probably magnetized his backpack in case you want to give him a nuncio box, or you've magnetized his arms in case you want to change out weapons or something like that. So you got to put work into this, or not, I guess, depending on your loadout. Um, but then you can take on most console roles. But some console roles are reserved for specific... Um, Units. Yes. 
So, for example, um, a Forge Lord. Only a Tech Marine or a Gorgon Hammer Bearer can become Forge Lords. Uh, only a Primaris Medicae, or I'm sorry, only an Apothecary can become a Primaris Medicae. Uh, Siege Breakers are generally drawn from Heavy Support Squads. So we have Heavy Support Squads, Tactical Support Squads, Cacophonies, uh, Siege Tyrants, Iron Havocs, Fulmentaries, Grave Wardens. Uh, those sergeants can become Siege Breakers. Now some units, like uh, the Immortals from the Iron Hands, those will not get to upgrade because if you know Immortals, that's a punishment. And you are stripped of all your rank and everything like that. You are just an immortal forever until you die. And they keep bringing you back. And until you have nothing left of you, you're staying an immortal. There's no redeeming yourself after that. Um, and then, you know, some units, librarians, uh, what is it? So a lot of the, uh, obviously the Thousand Sons, any of their units can become librarians. Uh, and then pretty much after that, it's just your generic uh, legion units from that. Um, but yeah. Any unit can become a standard centurion. If you want, you can just have them as a standard centurion. But overall, I think it's a pretty cool list. What else do we have? Moritats, for example. Destroyers, despoilers, and reavers can be Moritats. Um, and then Pravians are drawn from Tech Marines. Uh, then we have some Legion ones like Diabolus and the Saboteurs and uh, Priest of Fenris. But overall... I don't want to give too much away. (laughs) Just the entire document. Yeah, just the entire document. We'll put it up on the page, and it'll be in our black book eventually. Um, But it's really cool, man, and I think people are going to like it. I already like it, and and I'm a people, so... (laughs) Yeah, Um, and the thing is also that this is a living document, guys, so if there's stuff that you're like, hey, why can't this particular unit become a Forge Lord? I don't see a reason. Explain it to me. Tell me why. Show me, cite some sources and be like, hey, clearly these guys can become tech marines because of X, Y, and Z. So, or I'm sorry, you know, forge lords because of X, Y, and Z. Then explain it to me and I'll make it happen. But yeah, that's it. That's all the character stuff we have. Uh, Any thoughts or concerns immediately from you guys who are just now hearing it for the first time? None for me. I think it's going to be great. You know, I should have uh, mentioned it earlier, but eventually we ought to look into promoting those consoles up to Praetors. Yeah, I think we can add that to the character advancement. We'll have that be like a special table on the the main character progression. Because, you know, Centurions are not... Cent- yeah, Centurions can participate in character advancement now in our D4-3 events. So we can throw that on the table for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I would love to see somebody build a sergeant, level him up to a console, and then level him up to a Praetor. And uh, just, you know, that is his, he develops his own fluff off of that. He develops his own story off of all that. I mean, it's just so cool. I love it. It's a long road to haul. It is. It is indeed. And then, but, of course, uh, they all die and get put in dreadnoughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the very end, everybody dies, gets put in dreadnoughts, and the cycle repeats itself. Yep. That's what it's Pretty all about. Doing. Only problem is you'll only be able to have one character doing this at a time. You'll only be able to have... Well, it's not a problem. I guess it's a way to keep, like, paperwork low. You know, I don't want people just having, like, ten sergeants they're trying to track. No, you get one sergeant you can track. You get yeah, one contemporary you can track. as cool as it is for you to have, like, an army full of heroes the paperwork. And that's somebody as well. Yeah. I'm the one that has to keep documents... Until we, until, like we, until we wrangle Brian into being our, uh, our Excel monkey. Yeah. Um... 
Your days are numbered, I'm Brian. I'm sure he would be happy to. I mean, he's already volunteered to service for the uh, upcoming uh, summer campaign, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, you're only going to be able to have one character advancing, one sergeant advancing, and then one um, dread not advancing. So it'll be a max of three per player, but as soon as those three are done, or they don't want to advance anymore, they can pick up another one. But yeah, very cool. Uh, we're going to take a break, and I think then we'll be back with... Um, themed list with Jared. Ah. And we're back. Uh, me and Jared. Jared's got uh, some theme lists he want to talk about. So going into this, um, I know this is kind of an abstract concept, but uh, really I kind of got into this with, you know, I'm a pretty dedicated Imperial fist player and the unit type, every, uh, you know, every tank, every vehicle, every unit is totally fluffy for the Imperial fists. Sure. But if you start writing fluff, your army list ideas, it can actually be pretty rewarding. How so, Jared? A, a, a list I've been tossing around. I'm hoping to get to it by the end of the year, sometime after Nova. Um, wouldn't even have a right of war. No master of the Legion, no nothing. It would start off with a uh, siege breaker on mm-hmm. either a, uh, a bike or a 15 man basic tax squads, nothing fancy. Um, basically every radiation or phosphex unit I can fit into a 3000 point list. Uh, I would have a tech Marine with four servitors with rad missile launchers, um, two Medusas with phosphex shells. It would have three Achilles all equipped with phosphex. Um, initially this, this army just started out because I thought the, uh, land Raider Achilles with phosphex was a super cool idea. And I was like, well, what, what can I do to, to kind of work that in and have it be remotely fluffy? Sure. It is a lot of fun putting phosphex on the Achilles. So I, I started tossing around ideas and circumstances where the Imperial fists would use that type of weaponry. Come up with this idea. I haven't even gotten a name for this character yet, but the siege breaker, basically he's, uh, guard before the heresy when they were kind of swapping between legions to kind of study each other. Uh, Their student exchange program. Yeah, whatever that was called. I don't know if there was a name for it. Uh, this guy apprenticed with the Death Guard, so he got the kind of firsthand experience with chemical weapons and radiation weapons and all the nasty stuff they have. Right. Um, and then the heresy breaks out, and, and they're going over to the traitors really without a shot fired, just out of fear or, or just that they were traitors to begin with. They're just turds and they don't have the, the uh, you know, testicular fortitude to, to fight back. Okay. Rogodorn basically calls this, this guy in and says, all right, look, we've got all these worlds that are supplying and, and supporting the traitor war effort. And we're so far outnumbered, you know, we're kind of on our own here. Take these worlds out. I can't send you the the fleet assets to do it, so you're going to have to land on these planets, and you're just going to have to purge them. And maybe the Exterminatus Protocol, maybe that's how Exterminatus became a thing in 40k. You know, just tossing around ideas here. Yeah, I like that. I like that's a good idea. Scaled up, so I'm I'm working towards like a six thousand point list. Throwing a couple Malkadors, uh, some Leviathan Dreadnoughts with phosphex, basically anything that can carry phosphex or radiation missiles or whatever else I can think of and uh, approach to uh, list building on uh, rights of war master of the legion. It's, it's a departure from the fluff, but I feel like just to find it. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it's cool. And that's one thing that sometimes as a fairly amateur player, rights of war, aren't the only way to build a fluffy list. If you want to do something crazy and whatnot and have a good story behind it, 
you don't need to write a war to justify it. And it's true. You know, in the the books and the novels and, and even in the little unit entries on the, the red books is, you know, basically every Legion had every different type of represented except for a couple major exceptions, you know, white scars and dreadnoughts and whatnot. Sure. So, you know, so many, especially new players tend to anything that would be strictly, you know, not 100% supported by like the right of war or the Legion specific weapons. When I think we've got more freedom and list building ourselves credit for very cool stuff. Another list I'm working on, and this is way, way, way early stages, but, uh, the bitter iron, the, uh, Book six, the Iron Hand, second right of war. Um, that just gives everything hatred. Mm-hmm. Looking at it right here. Um, yeah, I, I think they're did that to be primarily a, a Medusa and Immortals thing. You know, them going in, doing their their, their bitter duty and, and, you know, getting killed. They're really nasty with Terminators, Veteran Squads, right? Fluff for that. The uh, Iron Hands had to kind of change in their tactics and, and learning to fight a new war in the, the, the Shadow War post-Isfan. Yep. Tons of opportunity to, to experiment with different units that maybe wouldn't be a typical Iron Hands thing to do. Just off the top of your head, what kind of things would you run in Company of Bitter Iron other than Immortals or, or Breachers? I was thinking um, a Herald is an HQ choice, so you got weapon skill 5 for your immediate squads around him. Right off the bat, an uncommon choice. They're underrated. Sure can take those good, good power weapons and assault squads. You know, start off weapon skill four and benefit greatly from hatred. The amount of power weapons in each of them. Yeah. Interesting thoughts. Good ideas. You know, go from pretty mediocre to all of a sudden pretty nasty, even just with the basic power axes. What would you think about, say, like, I guess, destroyers uh, as an offensive unit for them? I mean, they've got They've got the they've got the close combat punch. You add hatred in there, uh, makes them a little deadlier, and they've got counterattack too. So even if you charge them, you're still going to get hit. You know the the particular right of war I think are really 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 uh, interesting. Both squads in particular because I know they're kind of popular in the the post Isfan rights of war, and that's kind of a faulty choice. Um, yeah, some some nasty weapon choices there too. In in close combat, if you're if you got it near a herald, it's weapon skill five, and then you you got hatred on top of that. I think you're going to do okay. Definitely. So, any other um, any other ideas as far as list building? Like, got any other things just bounce around in the back of your head there? As far as imperial fist variants, a ton. I've <laughs> I've got so many dozens of of lists, but the the one that really is for me. Uh, I've spent so many years doing Legion Stone Gauntlet, Stone Gauntlet, Pride of the Legion. Sure. And I really wanted to branch out and 30k Facebook page, do some really beautiful and attack bikes. And, uh, you know, the Land Raider Achilles is just the coolest damn model. Yeah, they were really nice. Like, let's put a quad launcher on a Land Raider and just go to town. <laughs> no, it is definitely one of my favorite Land Raider variants. And same with you, running Stone Gauntlet for myself. Currently, as a Dark Angels player, like we have pretty much Iron Wing or Raven Wing, and I play Iron Wing quite a bit. But you know, when you have the books like Angels of Caliban talking about like the Dread Wing, with similar to what you have, with just Phosphex and just tear apart everything Wait, type of warfare, just scorched yeah. earth. You know, gives myself a few ideas bounced around, and I actually picked up some uh, Star Phantom three uh, D bits, three D printed bits. 
to put on the side of my Dark Angels to give them the Dreadwing or the unofficial Dreadwing logo. And I'm uh, going to start getting some more nasty units put up together. Maybe some destroyers and some grenade launcher guys. So, yeah, because these star phantoms do have the same hourglass thing that the uh, dreadwing had, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like so, in the books, it does mention that the dreadwing logo is a skull and hourglass motif, which, with no official artwork of that, is kind of left into interpretation. But seeing as the star phantoms are a chapter that was built out of the dark angels, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll make this work right now. Well, if I've learned anything from Forge World, it's that um, that's not their Legion emblem. That just means that the Star Phantoms won't be available for purchase anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Good stuff. Well, yeah, thank you very much. We'll definitely uh, try to do this regularly, man. If you ever have like another list idea, not just about Imperial Fist. We love Imperial Fist, but you know, uh, listeners probably want to hear some other stuff you got. And I know you just come up with these awesome list ideas that are just, most of the time, just left field. And uh, this current Phosphex Heavy one, super badass, but the fact like you're not using a Rite of War and you don't have any Lords of War in a 3,000-point game, I don't think it's too hard. I don't think it's too hard of a list. AV-14, it's going to struggle. But it also has a ton of melted guns. That's right. Balances out, I guess. Now, would you run it as the uh, Achilles Alpha or just the Achilles? Just for heavy, to save the heavy support slots, I would just do the uh, regular old Achilles squad and gotcha. give everybody... Achilles Alpha or go home. <laughs> I do like my Achilles Alpha. I wish I had the option of choosing either Volkite or Melta in that case. Well, that and just the ferromantic shielding on the Alpha. Ridiculous. There's no stopping an Alpha. No. They're, they're a lot of fun. Like, the only way you can kill it is if, I th- if you get in there with Melta bombs. And even then, uh, I don't know if that's a guarantee. I don't think Melta works against an Achilles. Well, Melta doesn't, but uh, Armor Bane does that's true that's right it's no cassian dracos but it's still it's pretty tough the <laughs> regular old land raider achilles still has the uh, ferromantic invulnerability so it's also immune to lance and melta and does the minus one to the ap true is it immune to haywire too uh <laughs> not sure i don't have it right in front of me i guess we'll fi- i guess we'll find out when right now we go to when we meet up with jared for a pickup game one day and he just rolls onto the table with Land Raider Achilles by the truckload. Well, very good stuff, guys. I think we're going to start wrapping it up now. We're going to go ahead and go into plugs and then... Uh, the trivia. The trivia, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do some plugs. Will, what would you like to plug? Uh, Lancaster Painting, as I always do every week. Uh, we're going to start seeing some uh, nights finished up there soon and some custodes on there, hopefully soon. Like I said, I got about maybe 1750 points for the custodes. So, Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll see that up there. And then we've also got a couple events on April 8th. We have a strike team event that's on the Richmond 30 K page. Uh, and then what is it? I think in April 21st, we have a centurion event and then May 19th is, uh, our mega battle that Jared's hosting. Yeah. Is it May 19th, Jared? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Okay, yeah, and that's going to be fun. That's a spaceport battle with a bunch of really cool extra stuff added in. I think some BFG maybe added in. Who knows? Not oh, going to give away any spoilers. Game. Well, there's but... not a... Oh, the BFG community, it's, it's it's kind of a small thing. There's not a lot of us. We yeah, don't really I, I hear BFG is dead. That's what I hear. I don't... Well, it's I don't the, know, really, it's man. the lack of heresy rule. 
do it. It's just makes life hard. We'll roll yeah. that into the new black book as well. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Nice. Damn, that's a That'll be another appendix. Fuck. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jesse, anything you want to plug? Um, the new Richmond 30K black book that's coming out eventually yeah. at some point in the future. Guys, get ready. Be on the lookout for that. It's going to be good stuff. Um, uh, yeah, Steven, what do you got, man? Anything you want to plug? Um, shit. Uh, you know what? I'll plug Dave Sampson's black label painting yet again because I was looking at some yeah. of my big heavy models today and I was looking at the falchion that I got from him for Christmas and it just it blows everything that is sitting on my on my hobby shelves out of the water because I painted all of that and then there's this beautiful monster sitting next to it and I'm just like well I should really just throw everything else away because why bother <laughs> that dude is a machine man yeah he, he is. bought a termite, termite <laughs> bought a termite at Adepticon and next day had it ready fully painted and was playing it it's so that's, awesome it's dedication. That is like, I mean, the even quality even of by it. Airbrush, even by airbrush standards, that's fast. Yeah, yeah. I think he did a live stream of him painting it. He must have oh, like shit, did he? I didn't watch. Yeah, it was, it's on Facebook, it. and I didn't look at it at all. I wasn't sure if it like started midway, but it looked like it was like two and a half hours long. I don't know if that yeah. was completely from start to finish, but still. I would um I would also like to plug uh, my drink of choice. Water. It's just, oh, it's good, good one. It's yeah, good it's good you. stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. I prefer um, H2O myself. If you've, especially if you are, uh, if you're playing like a three game series, uh, like we do pretty frequently for our events, and you know by that second game you're just kind of feeling like you're dragging, drink some water, man. You feel better. Kick ass Pro on tip. your next game. Do Pro it. Pro tip. Yep. Brought to you by the Nova Champion. What we have in the army was uh, drink water and drive on. Hydrate or die. Hydrate or die. And then there's drink water and drive on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's important because you were in the desert. I think. Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. But uh, yeah, Jared, what have you got to uh, plug, my man? So across from Midlothian Turnpike, uh, like directly across from Battlegrounds, there's a little cupcake shop called Pink Bell, a cheesecake cupcake that is the dopest dope you will ever smoke it is so good well hopefully we can get them as a sponsor yeah maybe we'll get really it. We, should. we should reach out to them the harrison yeah. cupcake series oh i'm like a fountain of Jesse, ideas you're just <laughs> fucking so good man <laughs> well we had a uh, we had world eater cupcakes and we did that cookout for jason and i that's true yeah man it's true all right jared yeah. plug that name again what is it called again i think it's just called cake shop something like that it's <laughs> Very logo thing on it, and dude, seriously, delicious cupcakes. Awesome stuff. Treat yourself. Very cool. All right, and with that, I'm Jesse. I'm got, Will. We still got to do the trivia, guys. But oh, doing? god damn it, Stephen! God, Stephen. Okay. god yeah, damn right. it! Or, I mean, if y'all don't want to win models, that's fine. <laughs> Jesus, look, just, Jared just ducked out right there. Damn! <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> All right, so we're doing trivia then, all right? We're doing trivia. So let's wrap up last week's first. All righty, so last Reiterate week's question. That question. Yep, uh, out of book seven was, what is the first maxim of the Adeptus Custodes? And the answer is... Now, hold uh, on. I knew this because I am a loyal custodian player who I've read Master Mankind three times, so I, I know this for sure. Uh-huh. It was, 
Golden Boys rule, and everybody else drools. Am I correct? No, not was it not even Was it Eat More Chicken? It was No, that's Chick fil A. Which I'm I don't know, oh. maybe it exists in the forty first millennium. I don't know. Probably not though. No. Uh you should all go talk to Manny because he gave the right answer and in doing so won himself a brand new box of Mark Ten Marines. Yeah, and he said he wait, did you say Mark Ten? Mark We'll fix that in post-production. Uh, no, Mark won't. Four. It sticks in. <laughs> Mark IV, Mark yeah. And four he said Marines. he's going to be doing um, Black Shields with those, so that's cool. Yeah, he did. Um, I forgot what what idea it was he said he was doing, but it was. Uh, I want to say it was kind of kind of chaosy. Um, hmm. Oh, very cool. I know you're a fan just just by that alone. Yep. Well, I've always wanted to do some Malal maligned aligned Black Shields. I thought it would be really cool. Um, Sons of Malice style word bearers, but anyway. Uh, yes, so Manny, you will receive a prize the next time I see you, or in the mail. Uh, please provide a valid P.O. box for me to send this box to. And you're also going to need a valid ID to claim yeah, it. you will also need a valid ID to claim it. Uh, and none of you people showing check. up. <laughs> a social security check? He's got to wait till he retires? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of you guys showing up with, like, wigs on your head and fake mustaches trying to be Manny. You gotta have an ID. I'll know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, strict. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So also, guys, I want to make it clear: if you're submitting your answers, you need to do it on the post that Stephen puts up on Wednesdays. When these episode goes out, he's going to put a post up. That's where you need to answer. Do not send the answers to the Richmond Thirty K Gmail dot com. Um, don't do it on the SoundCloud page. Don't do it nope. on the Richmond Thirty K website, Facebook page. Only. That's where the question gets posted, and that is what I use to gauge who is correct. There you go. So, let's you go this week. You heard uh, it here first, folks. The uh, the answer to last week's question, what is the first maxim of the Adeptus Custodes, is only in death does duty end. And for some of them, poor old Sagittarum, Sagittarius, it didn't end. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, he's not really dead. He's he's kind of dead. He's just a little bit dead. Oh, just a little bit dead. Yeah, he's he's still kicking. He's look, trust me. If he could pull out somebody's eyeball or jelly somebody's eyeball without killing them with that fist, he would. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Um, now, for this next question, I'm going to change things up a little bit uh, because now material prizes are on the line. Uh, I'm going to ask the question as usual, but I'm not going to give you the source. So when you answer on the Facebook page, in order for your answer to be valid, you have to put the source where you're getting your answer. And it better not be the wiki or Google or 1D4chan. It better be a book with pages and a <laughs> spine and everything. Uh, make my life easier and put the here. page. Yeah, put put the page number in there. Make it easier for me so I can, you know, flip to that page, find it, say, yep, that person is right. That person gets a prize. Uh, all right, so uh, this week's prize up for grabs is a Majos Dominus. Uh, if any of you are looking to start some Mechanicum, which I know some of you are, uh, the Majos Dominus is a decent kit to make an HQ out of. It comes with a power axe. His big, freaky cannon arm can easily be swapped out for other cool bits. Is an easily convertible model. Goes together real quick. Gets painted real quick. It's a winner. Wow. Um, now, if you want to win the Dominus, and you answer this question, 
What is the oldest and first Gloriana-class battleship constructed? Ooh, ah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah. one, guys. With references. Proper references. Yes, with your references. On the Black Facebook book, page. Red On book. the Facebook post. I don't care what it is. Just as long as it's valid. Um, and with that, uh, yeah, go ahead and post it on the Facebook page, guys. That's the trivia question for this week. Now you can say, and I'm Jesse. <laughs> and I'm Jesse. And I'm Will. I'm Steven, but you knew that already. And Jared was here, too, and so was and Ryan. He, he was Jared, and Ryan was Ryan. Now, don't quote me on this, but I believe they still are the same people they were when they left. I don't know. Maybe this changed their life, and they're completely different people now. We'll Who find knows? out next week, maybe. Yeah, find out next week on another exciting <laughs> ep- of Remembrancer's Retreat. All right, everybody, we'll catch you next week. See you later. Bye. Why do you do that every goddamn time?